This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report on the grains. Brazil exported 15.5 million metric ton in soybeans in May, which set another record. So far for the year, they have exported 50 million metric tons versus 39 last year during the same time. More impressive than that is the value of the soy complex that has been exported in the month of May. The Brazilian soy complex exported 32 billion hayes in May versus 16 billion hayes in May of 2019. So effectively twice as much in local currency. The U.S. dollar has begun to weaken as the Brazilian real has strengthened some 12% since bottoming two weeks ago. New crop prices have remained strong in Brazil, still keeping their head above 100 hay eyes for the May of 2021 delivery. An estimated 30% of the soybean crop has already been forward sold. On corn, the state of Paraná is 4% into their harvest with Mato Grosso around 3%. The harvest won't heat up until late June, early July. Buyers are very calm right now, waiting for the heavy supply to hit the market, looking for better deals. Brazilian corn exports have slowed to a halt. Brazil exported under 25,000 tons in May versus almost 1 million tons last year during the same time. They overexported last year, so are not looking to repeat the same mistake twice. Prices are still favorable, and any spike in exports would lead to new highs. They are still expected to export over 34 million tons this year. Brazil's COVID-19 count is up to 555,000 cases and a 31,199 death toll. Their curve is not bending. Bolsonaro has done the opposite of what it would take in order to bend it. Total deaths are increasing in 21 of 27 states in Brazil. The WHO warns that the worst is yet to come for Brazil. Countries like Brazil are not confident that a vaccine will save them. They know that the vaccine will be developed in developed countries and that they will not be at the top of the pecking order when vaccine becomes available. The northern hemisphere will get vaccinated before the southern hemisphere does. A thunderstorm topped off the soil moisture profile here again. I would prefer a period of dryness to root crops down. Temperatures in the 80s are perfect to grow corn, but they also trigger rain, which is not needed. Dry conditions elsewhere in the global corn-growing countries are also being alleviated, so corn production is doing well everywhere. Corn and soybean crops are on track for record yields. In the case of corn, USDA is likely to reduce exports and ethanol consumption in future balance sheets. Euthanizing hogs, sharply reducing chick sets, and placing fewer cattle on feed would seem to add up to reduction in future feed consumption at some point as well. The corn balance sheet is just starting to get ugly. Funds are short corn, but they may be right. Modest rallies are seen as opportunities to empty bins if needed for harvest. China has done a pretty good job of confusing the U.S. of what their intentions toward complying with Phase 1 really are. It could be that there is more than one opinion in Beijing of what they are doing. There is Chinese buying, and then there is compliance with Phase 1. The two can be different things. The buying being done seems like run-of-the-mill traditional purchases. That way no one can complain that they are not buying, but it is not occurring at a level needed in order to have a shot at fulfilling their obligation to the trade agreement. They are not even focusing entirely on U.S. commodities, still spreading around purchases elsewhere. Our soybeans are cheaper, and they were still buying from Brazil. As noted, in order to comply with Phase 1 quantities, state-run entities would have to buy for reserves. 
The news wires would have to be wrong about reports that Beijing shut off state-run purchases. The market was focusing on the fact that the Chinese were buying and the rest was noise. U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer is to do an analysis of Chinese compliance with Phase 1 and deliver a report to the president in July. While they are buying some stuff, as noted, they are nowhere near to a pace that would get them to $36.5 billion this year. In fact, USDA reduced exports in recent balance sheet updates because of slow Chinese purchases. On cattle, there is a backlog of cattle that the best way to solve is to sharply reduce placements that a hole is created late summer, early fall that we can push the front end supply into. The heavier the placements, the shallower the hole and the longer that this will take. It can take a long time if feed knots do not act with restraint. Peter cattle prices are consolidating. We have a front-end supply problem, and we have a backed-up feeder cattle supply problem, too. Feeder cattle outside of feedlots should be heading for some kind of record. By the way, they do not stop gaining when on grass, so in weights will get heavier. That makes it hard to whittle the front-end supply down, too. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.